tonight on Rogue Padron. Now, this is fan pandering. A fussy baby bear, not correcting, informing. Whistler, a barista. The parts line up, and Aretta Bell is fly as hell. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Three, standing by. Parts line up. <laughs> That's going to be the new it's up there again. I guarantee it. <laughs> the parts line oh. up there again. Oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. <laughs> We've already hit that point. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome, listeners. Oh, geez. To Mission 2, Season 8 of Rogue Padron. Tonight we'll be going over X-Wing, Isar's Revenge, Chapter 7 through 12. But first, a quick reminder of your hosts. If Seth, Rogue 7, was a cold and flu essential, she would be <laughs> What on I earth could have motivated these here. intros this week, Meg? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. She would be fun because it doesn't really give you any nutritional value, but damn if it doesn't hit the spot. It would be what? Fa. Fa? Yeah, the Vietnamese noodle soup. <laughs> The what? Huh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I, had no, I had no idea what you were talking about either, I, but oh I was just going to go with it. Oh my God. Staff doesn't now? understand us to everyone take a shot. I assume it's a dumb New Zealand thing that I, I mean, yeah. No, maybe it's Vietnamese. Okay, I like it. What it's is a, it? It's a noodle soup. Oh, I love it then. Yeah. Oh my okay, god. I'm, I'm severely disappointed right now. How are right. the second most cultured person on the podcast nowhere. right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness well Danny Rogue 7 sorry Rogue 6 would be the sepulchral throat numbing drops because their flavors can be hit and miss but you really need them to get through it <laughs> what's sepulchral yeah. throat numbing drops I'm just there kidding I know what <laughs> no oh Jesus Meg's gonna end the podcast tonight. <laughs> yep this is it <laughs> Rogue 3 would be NyQuil because it's slightly boozy and it makes you go to sleep early. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I know what that is. (laughs) Even I know what that is. Thank you. And I'm Meg, Rogue Leader. I'm the person who is sick and needs you all to get through this recording. (laughs) (laughs) We can do this. Well, sorry, hang on. Speaking of doing it, Danny has a Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi (laughs) question. I was going to say, speaking of being sick of... Okay, I have a Star Wars episode at the last Jedi question. <laughs> Good. So, um, we haven't talked much about Leia, because it mm. makes us sad. Mm-hmm. But since we're already sad this week, let's talk about Leia. Oh, no. Question oh. one, is Kylo <laughs> going to shoot her out of the sky in his ship? And question no. two, what do we hope to see for Leia's character in this movie? And question three, what do we think we'll actually see for Leia's character in this movie? So many questions. Well, question one, no. Yes, I agree with Meg. That yes is agreeing with Meg. (laughs) (laughs) Question two, I hope we get to see her punch Kylo in the face. Yes. Oh, yes. I want her to kick his ass. Yes. It's okay, Saf, you can say that. (laughs) I heard the hesitation in your voice. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say something else, so that's kind of why I hesitated there. Oh. Kicking somewhere else. Anyways, yeah. Kick him in the jug. So many balls. Yep, that's it. Yep. <laughs> what was question three again? What do we think we'll actually see? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we won't see him kick his ass. Her kick her, his ass. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm really not sound like a Leia fan today. Um, I don't think we'll get to see her actually kick his ass. She... We'll probably, I think in reality, we'll probably get like a sad moment between them where they yeah. like look at each other sadly. Like a sad like It's really, really sad. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I genuinely hope Kylo doesn't kill Leia because that's, it'd be real cruel. Um, but I there think, will be something sad in there. I think that she will die in some other way. And 
Milo Ben or whatever his name is. <laughs> Milo. <laughs> 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 Oh, too real. Yeah. <laughs> Very real. <laughs> Milo Ben will, like, that's when he's like, oh, maybe I made a mistake. And I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, so, I think So you him, do think she's like, going to die in this movie? I do think she's going to die in this movie. Oh. I, like, in my heart I don't, but in my brain I do, kind of, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm torn. Like, I if I was making this movie, I wouldn't kill her, but I don't trust Star Wars not to kill a mum, yeah, as I've seen many times before. I I would like to see if she does die, that it's like Kylo trying to save her from something else and failing, because yeah. that would be like real good emotional pulling and also like kind of the lead of her redemption thing if they're going to do that in a way that actually works. And also, yeah, it would just hurt so much seeing that. And I like emotional pain in my movies. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. The That's why you thing, get me to write these movies. The only thing keeping me from thinking she's going to die in this movie is all of the talk we've heard about how big of a role she was supposed to play in episode 9. And since Carrie didn't die until they had wrapped filming on episode 8, I think it, it would be difficult to like mm-hmm. go back and kill her then in the movie. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I'm on the side of her not dying, because they don't exactly have her to reshoot those scenes, and it would take some real slick editing to kill her in a way that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like they're just killing her off to get her out of the movie. I think yeah. they'll somewhat keep her role somewhat similar, keep her alive, and just kind of put her somewhere where in the third movie it makes sense that she's not in it or something. I don't know. It, it's hard one to solve, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with Heath there. That's why yeah, I don't the, think she'll die. It's one of those situations where there's no good options but who knows i also don't think she'll die just because i mean all the things you said and also i just think the real world implications like that's too much for fans and for the people working at lucasfilm and everyone else like she like she just died in real life and it was a big thing and it was really hard i just can't see them putting fans through leia dying this soon as well yeah Yeah. i can't imagine like the team if they had to like edit that together or something they would be a mess it would not be (laughs) right a fun choice for anyone yeah but, you know, emotional manipulation is Lucasfilm's thing, so. <laughs> and when it, comes, when it comes to Kylo, I wouldn't be surprised if he does end up firing at her in that shot, but she and survives somehow. Um, yeah, I kind maybe of, he, like, I kind of, She jumps to the right. I kind of want that. <laughs> <laughs> or, and then it hits Admiral Akbar instead. No, sorry. Don't you <laughs> oh my God, stop. Danny, Don't you bring it up. my man into this. Wow. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> um, is that I kind of hope that's what he ends up doing? Um, yeah. I think that sequence is fairly early in the movie. It looks like maybe when the resistance is evacuating Dakar, perhaps. And I just I think it would be like really strange for Kylo's character to like immediately. I don't know. Like, not do that. I think it'll be a way, if it is early in the movie, it'll be a way of showing that after losing to Ray, he's, like, struggling a lot with himself or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, so he's, could, hesi- yeah. he's hesitating, but I think ultimately he has to go through with it if he's yeah. going to be, like, a credible villain in the movie. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's it. Whether or not they're trying to make him a credible villain in this movie will be another question. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a sensible arc, though. He killed his dad, and then he immediately went out there and lost to Rey, even though, like, supposedly by killing his dad, that was supposed to make him more powerful on the dark side. So then his thought process is, well, I have to get rid of my entire past in order to really get that strength. And so it makes sense that his first mission in this new one would be to go after Mom. I watched a video yesterday, a video essay by, um movies with Mikey and it was about the Force Awakens and he talks in it about like his interpretation of like Kylo's fourth power comes from pain like be it emotional or physical pain which makes so much sense once he points that out so like it could be him trying to kill his mom to get more emotional pain for himself to be stronger after losing to Rey. That's the most emo thing I have ever heard. (laughs) Right? But it (laughs) makes so much sense watching that video because like he keeps hitting himself. He hits himself and yeah. Yeah. I hate him. <laughs> oh, I know, Meg. I know. <laughs> I hate him so much. And that's like he is the worst kind of person. He's like every entitled white dude you've ever met rolled into like a try hard Sith Lord. God. <laughs> <laughs>
I hate him. It's the best description of Kylo Ren that has ever been described. There's a better one, but I can't say it on the podcast. <laughs> oh. It definitely is better. Well, that was fun. Great. Um, well, I'm glad to hear that we have nothing but happy predictions for Leia in episode eight. <laughs> I mean, we are predicting her living mostly, so that's relatively happy. Is it, though? Living with oh, the no. knowledge that your son has become what he's become? Oh, not if he's Kylo. Great. Great. We're, now we're in a great headspace for Ice Hard's Revenge. Awesome. Everything is awesome. Yeah. So what's awesome is we start out with Chapter 7 with Cornhorn, a pilot, and the rogues <laughs> yeah. on their way to Kaminor. Kaminor. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you might remember it from Rogue Squadron, the first, actually the very first book. They trained on Folor, the biggest moon. Corn got shot in the stomach there and Gavin almost died. So happy memories. Yay. <laughs> uh, they are working on limited intelligence, not aware that there are now aware that there are spies in the New Republic, and everyone's really looking forward to going back. You know, I think what about the spy? Sorry for interrupting, yeah. but what if it's Whistler? For who? The spy? Yeah, spy. What if it's Whistler? I wouldn't blame him, honestly. What if it's Eresy? What if Eresy she... is inside of Whistler? <laughs> oh my oh god. Oh boy, the parts fit. <laughs> it's all lining up. The parts light up. Oh yeah, the parts light up. <laughs> Corrin's like getting it out with Mirax and she pops out halfway through. <laughs> Surprise! I made a cake! I made you this cake! <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thanks to their awkward flirting, Wedge and Yella track the murder box's components there. It also has a veterinary hospital that used to specialize in exotic and endangered species, and they figure that this is a pretty good guessable place to get the mechanical pieces and the venom. The facility looks like it's an easy target from the outside, which instantly makes them suspicious. They assume that there are anywhere from one-sixth to one-third of the Lusankia prisoners inside, so they can't just go in and bomb it to the ground. Even if there are no prisoners, it would destroy any clues to who could have been there. Instead, they have to insert they inserted some two commando troops weeks ago. Literally team one. <laughs> just team one. <laughs> Led by Colonel Capadendo, which I really enjoy saying, and the Katarn Commandos, led by Captain Page, who got a promotion. Yay, Page! I have a question about that. Katarn. Isn't there an EU character called Katarn? Kyle Katarn. His first name is Kyle. (laughs) Just straight up Kyle. Not even Space Kyle, it's just Kyle. I mean, it's just Kyle. Not Space Luke. He is to space, Luke. <laughs> yeah, he is the star of the Jedi Knight video game series. Oh, that's why his name's so familiar, yeah. yeah. And, like, everyone has, like, fan theories about, oh, he was in Rogue One. Oh, he was in Episode Seven, And it's like, no, he F- he was not. <laughs> that's right. I always see his name in headlines about that. Yeah, because he's just another generic white dude who has some Jedi powers. Yay. Yeah. What do you character? Yeah. I probably invited, like, the three Kyle Katan fans that listen to us. Well, I'm okay with it. <laughs> say three is generous. I'm really excited by seeing Paige, like, randomly throughout these books and, like, just yeah. moving on the world. Good work, Paige. He's just doing good work. I like him. I, I still like him for I no do. reason whatsoever. I like him. Well, remember my very strong feelings about polearm seven so <laughs> yes i do <laughs> you're allowed to <laughs> good perfect the second problem is that Kaminor is a neutral planet the new republic raiding a complex on their planet would be real bad and maybe even force them to join ranks with grossos like prince admiral baby bear thankfully leia is a baller and convinces them to sanction the raid because jandodana used to live there i guess and they didn't care when the empire tried to assassinate him so <laughs> she's guilting them by being like, hey, remember how you didn't care? Well, now you have to care. So <laughs> start caring now. Start caring. <laughs> Plus, having it be a New Republic raid means the Imperials will at the New Republic, not Kamenor. And brief shout out to Major Wiz Jensen. Ooh. Promotions all around. The rogues are off before sunrise. Their X-Wings painted black. But as they leave the city, they pick up a tail. Corrin sees something flash by, and he orders three flight to cut power and drop down, 
Four interceptors overshoot them, and their attempt to shoot down Oral proves that they are not just joyriding punks. Then, some space battle. Pew, pew. L- literally just space battle. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of space battle. Yeah. <clears throat> so we start back with Wedge and his report that the four squints are blinded. Ugh. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I agree, Meg. Uh... Flights 1 and 2 approach the facility, and with the help of Team 1 and Captain Page, the hostiles are taking... <laughs> That's one. probably what I would name my team if I had oh, one. Oh, yeah. Cat. Like, I would have really hoped yeah. that... Yeah, hey! If, like, <laughs> exactly. I would have really hoped that, like, if Dendo... If Cap Dendo was there with Team 1, then, like, Captain Page would be like, well, I'm Team A, and it would have been great. <laughs> oh, my God, that would have been so good. It's <laughs> so good. Anyway, Wedge lands where he meets Paige and Cap Dendo in the barn to find prisoners left for dead. One man recognizes Wedge from Hoth, tells him that she left them there a week ago, knew the rogues would find them, and hoped they would find them dead. Wedge asks who she is, and he tells her Iceheart. She was there, looking more alive and more deadly than ever. That's weird. How do you look more alive? She was supposed to be dead. (laughs) So weird. Ugh. Okay. So, scene change. Prince Admiral Baby Bear goes to visit Lady Gaga in her lair. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that checks out. (laughs) Star Wars, folks. I love Star Wars. Not even Space Lady Gaga, just Lady Gaga. (laughs) I mean, normal Lady Gaga is definitely Space Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Is Iceheart wearing a meat dress? I would love to see, like, fan art of Iceheart Oh my god! Except the so meat good. is like the flesh of her enemies or something super dramatic like that. Oh, absolutely, it would be. Oh my She's god! Like, if any of my listeners want to draw this, please do. Gosh, so horrifying. There's like a wampa pelt. <laughs> oh, god. oh god! No. Anyway, he mad because the report she sent him was not to his liking, and he tells her he she can't put her plans into effect. You tell her, shot- Prince Admiral Baby Bear. Yeah, you, you tell her. <laughs> You stand up for yourself. Wow. <laughs> <He> sh- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh no. He's shocked to see the feet of the rogues taking the facility on Kaminor. Lady Gaga expects that this will lead the New Republic to think that there are more Lysankia hostages on one of Prince Animal Baby Bear's worlds. He tells her that he refuses to lose even one world. That all she's done in the two weeks she's been there is cost him a ton of money and personnel. She comments that he missed the lesson that Thrawn, that was Thrawn's undoing. No one is invincible. The New Republic has had so many victories, their guard is down. Lady Gaga promises Prince Admiral Baby Bear. <laughs> 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 They're both in the same sentence. It's really hard. Um, <laughs> they will lose one of his worlds. And the best they can do is make sure the New Republic spends too much money and resources to take it. I hope it's the grapefruit world. (laughs) That world's so disappointing. Seriously. Every time you're like, oh, it's going to be great. But then it's just like, oh, I wish it was sweeter. Excuse me. Yes, Saf. (laughs) Sorry, that's going to go along with my answer to the question, actually. So we'll leave that. All right. (laughs) All right. Oh, no. Not the yams. (laughs) <laughs> no! Oh no! Put the yams away. <laughs> oh jeez. Prince Admiral Baby Bear says, "Nah, the New Republic will only back down when he defeats them on even ground." Lady Gaga expected this, so she is an alternative plan to his taste, as long as she can keep doing her political garbage. Her first plan is to start negotiations with the Alderaan survivors, offering a planet in the Citrus Hegemony as a gift for them. They won't say what planet it is, so when the New Republic comes and takes over one, Prince Admiral Baby Bear can release a, sta- a statement saying, Oh no, that was for the Alderanians! And sow some seeds of dissent. I have questions about that, but I have a feeling that none of them actually matter in the long run. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always have questions about Lady Gaga's plans. <laughs> I'm just like, why would Alderanians be like, you know what, we'll take a planet from a warlord who wants to be emperor? I- yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Alderanian, like, they're really heavily aligned with the New Republic. Yeah, like, 
kind of core aligned a little bit yeah. there. I wonder That's, why yeah. that could be. <laughs> yeah. Well, what could weird. the other yeah. side have done to cause the Alderanians <laughs> to be so strongly aligned with the New Republic? I wonder why. Weird. <clears throat> Lady Gaga makes him a deal. If Rogue Squadron isn't killed in their next meeting with Prince Admiral Baby Bear, he'll let Lady Gaga kill them instead. If he does kill them, she'll just keep with her plan and give him bigger and bigger targets because obviously he's the best if he can kill the rogues. He's going to die by her hand. Wedge, a grown-ass man, is easily impressed by water <laughs> bottles and comic holders. <laughs> Come on, witch. <laughs> That's like me when I get on a bus with a phone charger, like, caught <laughs> in it. I get so excited by those. This this is his first, like, briefing with all of the other, like, generals and above. So he, of course, wants to go sit where, like, all of the lesser personnel are. And he's embarrassed already. Oh, witch, stop being so humble. You make yeah. us all look bad. <laughs> Wedge chats with an admiral, and the word deuce is thrown around, like, a lot. <laughs> it's a Mon Calamari, too, so it makes it extra funny, because you oh. imagine it being said in the Mon Calamari voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. oh, my God. Perfect. Admiral Akbar comes, and he tells them all to be quiet. Listen up. He pulls out Prince Admiral Shut Baby your Bear. trap! <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Akbar pulls out Prince Admiral Baby Bear's profile. <laughs> he has a substantial force, but their three capital ships will be able to take out one during a running engagement. Wedge finds out that Lusankia has been rebuilt, the last refits being done on Bilbringi. If taking on Prince Admiral Baby Bear takes longer than expected, Lusankia will be ready to finish the fight. Their plan is to take control of Lin- Lemonade. Lemonade 3. <laughs> 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 They're just giving them to us now. It's <laughs> It's nothing special, just a nice planet making comlinks and calf machines and probably some plants. By taking it, it will show the citrus hegemony isn't as peaceful and stable as Prince Admiral Baby Bear tells everyone. There are two other worlds that could easily fall if <laughs> Lemonade 3 was taken as well. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to fix it. I, I love that this That's planet nice. is known for making comlinks and calf machines <laughs> yeah. like what a very specific two types of industry <laughs> but still so important to like, everybody what do comlinks and calf machines have in common like why are those the two things highly desirable or like can you use the calf machines to communicate with people oh my god built in comlinks into calf machines that's genius or like portable calf machines that can also act as phones yeah yeah i like that we should yeah. do this. Only the citrus hegemony would come up with something like this. Yep, only them. Well, because Lemonade 3 is no threat to the New Republic, they have to lead a crisp and clean strike. If not, humans can wonder why they're expending so many human lives for this. If too many non-human lives are lost, that's not the right word, Meg, non-humans <laughs> will feel like they're getting the runaround while the New Republic is actually in cahoots with Prince Admiral Baby Bear. Akbar deems that 30% loss of their forces is acceptable, but he'd like to see it much lower. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. Same. They started throwing that number around, and I was like, what? <laughs> Whoa, yeah, just, I mean, like, I guess it's like you have to calculate if you are, like, the lead admiral, but still, it's a little bit distressing to actually yeah. say it and or read well, it. Wedge has never had to deal with this before, so he's, ooh. <laughs> yeah, Wedge is already regretting his promotion. Wedge. Mm. I knew I should have stayed home today. <laughs> oh, no. Wedge hates hearing this. That's almost a whole flight of his rogues. No loss is an acceptable loss for him. But I'm sure all those new rogues that we don't actually know are okay. I don't know. They named drop a couple, didn't bother to write them down. It's fine. <laughs> they look at the plan Akbar's come up with. Ships will be floating around in routes around Lemonade 3. To keep Prince Admiral Baby Bear occupied, General Garmbell Iblis <laughs> will be staging a... Shout out to the Thrawn trilogy. Shout out to Thrawn. Garm. Be staging a planetary assault exercise on Borlaeus, which is remarkably similar to the Citrus, a.k.a. Prince Admiral Baby Bear's base planet. 
This will give Prince Admiral Baby Bear two distasteful choices to deal with. If he diverts too much force from Citrus, he will leave himself open to Garm's attack. If he doesn't respond to the attack on Lemonade 3, he'll lose it outright. Wedge knows Garm doesn't actually have enough forces to do a planetary assault. His exercises will be done with droids and skeleton crews. They're on their own if Prince Admiral Baby Bear plays it fast and loose and sends his forces to Lemonade 3. I know I've said this about the rogue books before, but it always stresses me out so much. Like, having Isat's plan told to us, and then having the, the Rebels' plan, or the New Republic's plan told to us, and seeing where the two are going to, like, clash, and it's going to be really stressful. Like, oh, it's so annoying. I know it's why they do it, because it's supposed to be, like, tense, but I hate it so much. <laughs> because you're tense? Because I'm tense, and because, yeah, it's the whole, like, audience has more knowledge thing. When it's like, no, this is stupid. You're all stupid. Stop playing into their games, Akbar. <laughs> Quit playing games in my heart. Everyone seems Aww. like real chill about the fact that Isart is just still alive. I think I mean, they probably just don't believe it entirely. Like it's yeah. that they're like this can't actually be true. It's fine. It's not actually happening. I mean, they really should considering in like the EU timeline, they have already seen a clone of the Emperor. <laughs> Has that happened already at this point? <laughs> yeah, Luke went dark just oh. before they took Coruscant. Okay. Good. Wow, that was Good. a while ago. We we might need some spark notes on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's in the... Um, That's Dark Empire, right? Dark Empire, yeah. Dark Empire it 1 did. and 2. Is it Palpatine? <laughs> yes. It's Pal. Eve, actually. She oh, that's so much worse. Four E's. So many E's. I do remember Four that. So <laughs> many E's. <laughs> she... It's like a ghost. It's still Roguetober over here. (laughs) I think, like, at the start of the book or something, they, like, offhand mention cloning facilities on some planet or something. And I was like, oh my god, I saw it's a clone. And then very quickly it was revealed she was not. So that theory went out the window straight away. Are you sure, though? Are you sure it's just not a clone who's been wrecked up to make it look like she's the real Isard? Well, I, I mean, mean, I'm not actually her sure name isn't that. her name isn't I Isard, so she can't be a clone. <laughs> Isard. I mean, she hasn't written it down yet. <laughs> Isard. Right. It's true. That's she hasn't true. written it down. Yeah. Just saying, Doris, things happened. All right. To the next <laughs> chapter. Iella is trying real hard not to fall asleep. When she gets a whiff of hot, strong calf, she thinks it's Wedge. <laughs> but surprise! She hopes it's Mirax it's and Whistler. They bring her Krillian style calf and some pastries. Yella is surprised Mirax even got into her office, but she apparently has an arrangement with the Elder Kraken that she can come and go as she pleases with not so correct cargo manifests, as long as she gives him tips and rumors about her dad and what's going on around the galaxy. Corrin doesn't know about it, so keep it hush-hush. They talk about how great Whistler is, and then when Corrin retires from the rogues, Whistler wants to be navigator aboard the Pulsar Skate. Maybe that's why he was okay with baking the cake back in Chapter 3. Okay, I have a thing to point out here. Yes. Of course I do. Um, Mirak says that she can't force Whistler to order a dessert and then, and then eat half of it like in front of him because he can't eat it. I'm like, yeah, you won't do that, but you'll make him bake a cake that he can't eat. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's like the moment like, I read that. <laughs> I was just like, excuse me, you've literally done this to him, except you made him make the cake. You made? That's even worse. Yeah, it's worse. So, sorry, Mirax, but it's a little bit hypocritical of you. I still love you, but you need to chill on this droid thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, this is just my job now, is finding all the droid things in this. We know, we know. <laughs> it's, uh, no, we already did that. You're doing Yellow great, Saf. Thank you. I didn't mean to sound like a creep when I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Saf. <laughs> Yella is going over the interviews from the people rescued on Commodore, trying to verify if there's any truth Lady Gaga is alive. She has some bad news about that. Yella can find no proof that Lady Gaga could ever pilot anything, much less a Lombada class sh- shuttle. She only found that she also found that there are two comm signals coming from the shuttle before Taiko blew it. One she used to talk to Corin, but Yella can't figure out what the second one is. It's feasible she was flying the shuttle remotely, staying on Typhara, and then sneaking off of the refugees. 
She stayed quiet, healing and making plans till Thrawn was destroyed. She never called Thrawn back from the unknown regions. That plus her non-human sentiment makes it clear she wouldn't have come back to rebuild the Empire with Thrawn. Just hope that he and the New Republic will kill each other off. Now that Thrawn's gone, she can make her move. Iela's also pretty sure the facility on Kaminoor was a blind. Everything was set up too perfectly, has the perfect clues. All the But all the prisoners can recall huge, long hyperspace jumps and being bounced from planet to planet, and they say they've been in the facility for years. Isard is known for using drugs to fake space trips in periods of times with her prisoners. She did that to Corin. remember when he was tied up naked and vibrating. How could we forget? <laughs> what a way to put it. Didn't they, like... One guy at the facility say that they'd been there for like a couple of weeks or something. Yeah, they're all. Oh, was that a worker guy that wasn't a slave? Yeah, that was a, that was someone. A dude. Right. Okay, that makes sense. That was one. That was one of Katarn's commandos. Oh, is it the one that we'd shot a wall onto? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Right. Okay. Yellow thinks the whole thing is bait. It's a trap. They're supposed to figure out the site is a fake and then follow the next trail of breadcrumbs. The bodies in the shallow graves had been dead for much longer and in different soil. Once they figure out where that soil is from, they'll go there. But Yellow thinks that's what the enemy wants. Her theory can't really be tested, except to go back to the site and find the redundant clues. But sending more intelligence units there would tip their hat to the enemy, and she doesn't know how safe any information is anyway. Mirax suggests a girl's trip, and they go with Whistler. So, Erisy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, did we talk about that before we were recording? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, never no. mind. No, that was what we were recording, I think. It was, okay. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. If yeah. not, I think that Whistler is actually Eresy and a spy. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Good. Previously Definitely on true. Rogue Padron. <laughs> <laughs> One day, my weird theories aren't going to work out, and it's probably going to be this day. What, that Eresy is secretly hiding inside Whistler? <laughs> yeah, I think that <laughs> yeah. might be the one. That, although, yeah, that back in the day, Corrin is a Jedi sounded an awful lot as wild and outlandish, so. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm glad I got to lie to you guys for so long. <laughs> that was a good one. I steered you guys away from that really hard. <laughs> you really did. Uh, you don't see her steering us away from Eresy being inside of Whistler. <laughs> because it's somebody else it's inside really, of Whistler. Yeah, like the closer you get, the farther you are from harm. <laughs> oh my god, it's Zombie Lou Jane. <laughs> oh my god. Because we all laugh about it, like, oh, we know it's not real. Oh, do you? <laughs> oh no. Mirax can arrange some semi-legit business on Commodore, and Yella can just need the dang vacation. They agree not to tell Corrin, because what's the point? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Meanwhile, Corrin Horn, a pilot, is hanging <laughs> out with a story pilot, Key Jean Slee. That was the dramatic reading sound. Yeah, I knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a daily double. <laughs> Corin Horn, a pilot, looked over from his conversation with the Isori pilot, Key Jean Slee, and smiled at Gavin Darklighter, another pilot, this time with a goatee, who stood next to the table's open seat. <laughs> sure, Gavin, sit down. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much. Why did I go slightly cowboy there? Um, <laughs> Corner and a pilot. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm going to do that again. Sure, Gavin, sit down. We're just telling stories. The Asori's dark green scaled flesh lightened slightly in hue as Gavin offloaded his tray. We are pleased to have you join me and Corin. I don't want to interrupt, but I did have a question for Corin. Key Jean waved a hand toward Corin. Please, ask it. Corrin looked at Gavin and rolled his eyes. Sure, bro. What is it? <laughs> Gavin glanced down at his food and his voice barely rose above the din in the crowded base commissary. Have you ever wanted to be a father? The question rocked Corrin back in his chair and he noted that Key Jean watched his reaction with the pure intent of a predator tracking prey. I, uh, haven't thought about it much. Merrick said that we should talk about it. But we've been kind of busy with Thrawn and all. Is this uh, something you're thinking about? The younger pilot smiled and nodded. You met my family back on Tatooine. Right. Lots of brothers, sisters, cousins and all. Corrin fingered a round brown biscuit, <laughs> spinning it as he ran his finger along the edge. Are you getting the itch to have a family there? I think so, yes. Corrin frowned. 
not meaning to pry here, but are you and the seer um, capable of uh, doing that? I mean, I thought both and human matings didn't really work. Gavin gave him a goofy grin. Well, the parts line up fine as far as I'm concerned. So things don't connect that well on a cellular level, I guess. We want to get married, then we're going to adopt. We filled out the preliminary data files, and we need to gather all the other stuff they'll want. The officials, I mean. That's great, Gavin. Corin slapped him on the arm. You'll make a great father, bro. You're compassionate and intelligent. You have a great sense of humor, and you're pretty good at feeling out the moods folks are in. Thanks, Corin. That means a lot. Eugene Slee sucked the meat off a small bone, then began to <laughs> crunch cartilage. We are pleased for you, Gavin, and your willingness to accept responsibility for younglings not your own. We have noted a nobility about you, which is impressive. The Asori swallowed hard, and a big bulge started to work its way down his throat. (laughs) 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 Yeah, we're going to stop there. Because then we get into okay. a bunch of culture stuff. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and then you go and say things like oviparous. 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 Ov- I don't know how to say that. Oviparous. thank you. This is why I'm not a biologist. Well, after the bulge goes down, <laughs> uh, okay. describe that. Where did Keijin Slee even come from? He's a pilot. Keijin Slee, a pilot. <laughs> Does Keijin Slee have a crush on Gavin? Is that what we're supposed to get from the first part of that? Yes. Uh, okay, great. Keijin Slee actually likes the facial hair. Ugh. Hey, not trying to yuck his yum right now. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> Asir probably likes it too. She probably She's probably like, oh, up. look, you're trying to become a little like a Bothan. You're trying Probably so hotter. hard. <laughs> Gavin's oh, like, geez. it's the best I can do. <laughs> I'm 19 years old. <laughs> oh no. Well, Kijinsley remarks that such a situation would never be needed on Esor. The women lay eggs and the males spread their packet of DNA all over them. <laughs> God, I love this book so much. <laughs> yeah. The best part is that he actually yep. he reaches down to like get something and Corin's like, oh shit, he's gonna bring out a packet. Not just reaching down, he unzips his like jacket a bit to reach down. <laughs> this is so alert. Corin actually just grabs his hand to stop him. Corin's like not. read the room, bro. <laughs> he he's like, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but he actually just brings out a picture of his parents, I guess, basting his egg with the DNA packet. (laughs) Gotta baste them eggs. Yeah. And all the breedings on this planet are arranged, and the families raise the children regardless of the feelings of the parents. So there are no unwanted Isori children. And the ones that are... (laughs) Because because the ones that are unwanted just get slaughtered. Yeah. (laughs) And I love how Corrin's just like, ah, it's great that families raise children. (laughs) Just glazes right over. <laughs> He's like, we don't need to bring this up right now. And it's selection of the fittest. Yeah. Well, and there's just man, there's just so much alien breeding when it comes to like corn horn. <laughs> we learned so much. Anyway, Gavin, he's really there because he wants to ask if corn and Mirax would be references for them, which corn readily agrees. They are due back in the sim soon, so Corin grabs some calf and some chocolate with a K for <laughs> Because space. <laughs> because coffee, their their digestive systems are too like elegant and great for coffee, but fine for hot chocolate. At least they didn't call Lucky it like duck. hot chocolate or ch- I'm so ca- mad. Ca- <laughs> oh, I'd be so mad about so many things. Across Coruscant, probably. Asir arrives in Borsk Fela's office. This is She's ready go to well. fight. So good. <laughs> oh no. She's ready to fight, and they dance around with some verbal dick wagging for a while. <laughs> <laughs> On his desk. Is yep, her... that's that's what happened. <laughs> On his desk is her application for marriage and then adoption. No Bothan would deny her the adoption. Many would give up their own children to have them be raised in a home where power flows and floods. 
I wonder why nobody likes Bothans. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jeez. Borsk wants her to withdraw it. Her liaison with him will no longer be tolerated. He's furless, shave the goatee, Gavin, and has a smushed face, and many higher-ups think it's abomination. <laughs> Asir reminds Borsk that his name is Gavin Darklater, and he's every bit as much of a hero as she is. She will not allow Borsk to tell her what she can and cannot do with her life. Good for Asir. Borsk- yeah. So far, so good. Uh, Borsk pulls the but you're a role model card, saying that young Bothans look up to her. She's done just enough against the wish of the Bothans, joining the Marshall Academy, joining Rogue Squadron, and then getting jiggy with the human to destabilize the Bothan way of life. Rightfully so, Asir says the tide of change can't be pinned on her. During the Empire's oppression, Bothans had to look inward to, in order to survive. Now that they're free, change is going to come with or without her. Borsk, that POS, deals a harsh blow. He says that Asir is playing into the Emperor's lies, that Bothans need to be more human. Being human, being with humans, is better than being Bothan or being non-human. Her marrying and settling down with Gavin reinforces that even Captain Asir Salar, hero of the galaxy, knows that humans are the ideal. Ugh. It's so gross. I hate him oh, so much. Gross. I don't know I could hate him more, but it's happening. He's oh, awesome. guess what? You sure can. Oh, dear. Oh, more like worst failure, am I right? Oh, you're so right. Hey, you're so right. A seer is a hero at a time when Bothans need a very Bothan hero. He tells her it's cruel, but it's still her lot in life, so hashtag deal with it. Hashtag Asir- punch Borsk in the face. <laughs> <laughs> We'll show him what a flat face feels like. Right? Your little smushed face. Yeah. Asir asks him what he need, she needs to do to be more boffin. He feigns ignorance, but she lays out her two options. Leave Gavin, leave the rogues. Go back to Bothawi and lead her own squadron and marry into a powerful family, a.k.a. Borsks, and give birth. Or stay with Gavin, turn her back on her people, get shunned by them, and used as a negative example by Borsk. He wants her to break Gavin's heart and have hers be broken by her people. He- it's hard to tell because this section was written from Borsk's perspective, but it almost feels like she's not 100% seeing through his BS, and I'm really sad about it. Yeah, it's it seemed really like hard. towards the end here, she was like legitimately feeling like these were her only two options. And I would just want to be like, no, Asir, option three, punch him in the face. <laughs> right? That's, that's the best option. I mean, aren't I feel like Bothans are allowed to do that, right? Yeah, that seems right. Can she? Isn't there some kind of like death match she can challenge him to? Oh my God, she should. She definitely should. Yeah, especially if it's a challenge for honor. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Force expects an answer by the time Rogue Squadron is done with their current mission. Asir warns him that she'll remember that he's the one who forced her to be more Bothan, and he might not. He might not like it in the future. Go Asir. It's a good threat. Yeah. Right. Um. She's like, oh, you want me to play this game? Borsk referred to the many Bothans who died a couple times, except now, instead of calling them the Bothan spies, he's referring to them as the Martyrs with a capital M. Yes, they are the Martyrs. Oh my god. They didn't even get the right plan. I hate these guys. I mean, they got the right plan, they were just meant to. The Martyrs. Martyrs. Borsk needs to go and chill out time. I think he just needs to leave. He did that during most of the third book of the Thrawn trilogy, and it clearly didn't do much for him. (laughs) <laughs> Why couldn't he just have finished him off? He just came back more Borsky than ever. Seriously, <laughs> this is the one good thing. After he like one came thing. came to his whole story came to a head in the Thrawn trilogy, I thought maybe he'd be a little more chilled out afterwards. But nope, nope. I'm glad that the EU is gone now, completely deleted and erased because Borsk is gone with it. Yeah, what's a fate worse than death? <laughs> Not being canon. Not being canon anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tweeting. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> Captain Cornhorn, a pilot who apparently also has a promotion, and they also <laughs> called out that a seer got a promotion in this last part. But Gavin wasn't called out for having a promotion, and I'm kind of mad about it. I like the running joke that like every time you see a character now, they have a new title because suddenly they everyone's do. getting promotions. Like I kind of <laughs> wish there was some background character that only got referenced a couple times, that every time they were just like a higher rank than they were the previous right? time they got mentioned. <laughs> it's Paige. <laughs> 
by the next book, he's going to be like Admiral. And you're like, how you don't even have that rank in intelligence. <laughs> he's it. He's it, though. Don't Supreme worry leader. It. Oh, geez. Are you? No, no. <laughs> Paige is not Snoke. No, no, that's a different timeline, Meg. Keep up. Okay, great. <laughs> Paige suffered a fate worse than death. No. Okay. Captain Cornhorn, a pilot, <laughs> jumps into his X-Wing. Maybe Whistler is having an affair with Mirax. Who cares? Two minutes of reversion to Lemonade 3. I mean, it makes sense if Erisee <laughs> is in there. Yeah, right? Yeah. I ship it. <laughs> Commander Vict Daron is in charge of the Impster Deuce Direption. Okay, what the heck is a Direption? <laughs> I, I miss the Nightcaller <laughs> right now. Decryption. Yep. <laughs> Wait, I'm looking it up. Like, is it there means an actual word? It means tearing away or apart. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> my my head canon is that they named it the direction, but then they realized like, oops, we already have an Imstar Dubitus named Direction, and they're like, okay, just turn that C into a P, it'll work. Right? And, or like instead of like, and like no, yeah. don't. It was them getting confused trying to say direction and deception at the same time, <laughs> and they just ran with it. <laughs> they were like asking the admiral what they should call it, and he was like, uh, direction. Yeah. Yeah. That. That's what I, I that's a, that is a real that, word. That's a thing. It's real, I swear. I honestly, like, because I'm reading it on my Kindle, right? I honestly tapped the word to have the dictionary pop up to tell me if it was a real word. Um, and it is not, <laughs> as I learned when doing that. He had been promoted as the former captain refused to burn a village to the ground just because someone who tried to assassinate Prince Admiral Baby Bear came from that place. Daron admits that, well, the Empire does some pretty bad mass murdery things. And that anyone who didn't bat an eyelash about the fact that they made a super weapon to destroy entire planets is at least a little bit complicit with that guilt. Thanks. Way to look in. <laughs> but Victor Daron is a dutiful father who will not allow his children to grow up with non-humans. So there he is. So Paladin. admirable. <laughs> yeah, so great. Way to super. look out for your children and protect them. He was ordered to destroy that same village, so he went down there to tell the villagers and give them time to leave. He still burned it to the ground and had the same effect done, so Prince Admiral Baber let it go but warned him not to disappoint him again. The New Republic comes out of hyperspace, Admiral Oretta Bell in command. Swift Liberty is working with Moonshadow, one of them able to hammer the direction while it's busy with the other. Space battles! Yay! The direction goes after the moon shadow because it's a bigger target. The Swift Liberty gets up close and does enough damage to take it out. As Wedge feels relief, Tycho mentions another capital ship has arrived and asks if they should go make friends. However, Wedge tells him to stay with the eyeballs and squints because if the big ships depend on them for a rescue, boy, are they all in trouble. That's promising. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I read ahead. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> Speaking of being in trouble, listener questions. Let's listener do it. questions. Do it. All right. Last week we asked, pick a planet in the Citrus Hegemony and give yourself a title. We need to answer this one. Yes. I'll go first. I said planet <laughs> Kiwi, and my title would be Saf. <laughs> but also, everyone on the planet is very confused about whether you're talking about the fruit, the bird, or the New Zealand people. <laughs> well, the people just loving on the planet. <laughs> Or, or just them. <laughs> Terrible. I like it. Uh, mine's pretty boring. I just said that I would be the high priestess of Kalamansi 4. What was the planet? Kalamansi 4. Kalamansi is um, a citrus fruit that's kind of a cross. Well, it tastes like a sour orange or a very sweet lime. Ooh, and it's usually really found in like Malaysia and the Philippines. It's really popular. Ooh, that sounds amazing. No, it's good. I... I um, have had calamansi lemon bars. They're so good. Oh. Yeah, that's where it's at. Mm. Um, Trader Joe's actually does sell calamansi juice in cans, so I do suggest people go and try it. It's delicious. I'm going to do that next time in America. And mix some champagne with that, girl. (laughs) Is that like the national drink of the planet? I mean, it should be. (laughs) It (laughs) It is. It's the national drink of the planet because all meals are brunch, and the capital city is just filled with single dads. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Best planet ever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my planet is planet grapefruit. Thanks, Danny. Um, <laughs> and I would be, 
excuse me, that wind is really loud outside. I would be, what was I, what was it, what was it? Um, the bitter Lord Queen of the Galaxy, because I want Lord in it. Gotta have Lord in there. I'm yeah. a Lord Queen, so I'm higher yeah. than both Lords and Queens. Perfect. <laughs> and also it is a Weird. planet entirely for droids. Of course. We expected no less. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would, so I know pizza is Heath's thing. But I would want to rule over. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I'd want to rule rule over the pineapple pizza planet. Oh, oh. Danny! Because everyone knows <laughs> Why? that pineapple pizza is the worst, and so okay. I just like oh. have this place to myself, and I could just chill out and like never be bothered. Okay. Okay. See, the problem there is that I brought I it love back around, pizza, so I can come bother you. Okay, maybe Saf would come visit me. That wouldn't be the worst <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> I'll bring my bitterness over from my terrible planet. <laughs> oh, then we can have grapefruit pineapple pizza. Yum. I don't know wow, if I that want sounds that. really awful. I would try it. <laughs> I don't know if I want it. All right. Let's hear what our listeners had to say. Nick said, I'm not sure what planet I'd lead, but my title would have a racial slur in it to really keep people on edge. Saying racial slurs would be punishable by death, but people would have to refer to me by title if they look at me. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's so terrible, but it's good. So edgy, Nick. <laughs> uh danny you read zero the huts i would call myself zero percent concentrate of the orange juice planet so sweet oh, i Mine love that zero. response it's so such much. a good answer it's so good tom the fanboy said i would rule the most refreshing planet declaring myself tom the fan baron of lemon eight hashtag no princes Hashtag we only bow to the queen bee. I get it. Lemon eight. Lemon eight. Lemonade. So good. Lemonade. Oh, I get it. News of the Galaxy said, don't like the question, so I sing. Here I go, a beard of my own, flew off the only chin I've ever known, a strong wind made. Is that a reference to something that I'm not understanding? Probably. Anybody knows? I don't know. You might have to fill us in on that, News of the Galaxy. And then, let me just make sure that this was the same response. I think it was a follow-up. Yep. Um, News of the Galaxy also said, The Hard Lemonade Planet and me, the ruler, drunken master nerd man. Also <laughs> some joke about annoying orange. Zombie porkins? Oh, jeez. Oh. News of the Galaxy is just like saying random things this week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Hard Lemonade Planet. Yeah. That's a good planet. That sounds like a good planet. I could go for one of those right now. That could be fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hassan said, I'm the ruler of Lemonade 3, and my title would be Overlord Swaggy Hachima. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand, but I like it. It's a good title. <laughs> yeah, I sure. Ben Yendel said, only ones I'm coming up with are Emperor of Ugly, <laughs> Major of Corvus Minor, or and then he added Corvus Minor would be amazingly calm. <laughs> I don't see the citrus in there, but I do like Major, <laughs> yeah, the... major of Corvus Minor is pretty funny. <laughs> I don't get it. Because Major is the opposite of Minor. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Take a shot. So <laughs> clearly our listeners don't know what citrus fruits are. <laughs> Danny, is pineapple a citrus fruit? It's no, I don't not. think so. <laughs> it sure is not. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> Pot kettle call out there. <laughs> Mika said I'd rule over the over the planet of not just the lemon, but the lay of women and lay <laughs> no. children too. Oh, that's so good. No, Mika. <laughs> <laughs> Title, Higher Grand Moff, Lemon Tween, Lemon Tween the Third. Yes! yes. Automatic yes. listening body for Mika. Oh, I don't even care about the rest of the episode. Oh, Mika's been, like, cleaning up recently, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mika needs Ooh. a whole room in their house for their trophy shelf of glistening bodies. Play <laughs> woman and the little children. So not good. just the lemon the, lemon, the women and the children <laughs> oh wonderful Ooh. nancy said since i live in florida princess of orange i get nice. that awesome. yep, get that wow <laughs> jay said i'm an imperial loyalist so being a mandarin advisor on coruscone appeals to me 
Jesus. Or it would if we hadn't lost it. Still sour about it. Oh. I dig this a lot. <laughs> Does Jay think that a scone is a citrus fruit? I think so. Well, I think the mandarin is a citrus fruit. Yeah. The scone is just for the citrus jam, I guess. Oh, that'd be good. Huh. So Coruscone or Coruscone? Scone? I mean, it's written out as scone. But you can say it's scone. Never mind. No, you don't. No one says that. <laughs> we do here sometimes. Like half the We've already established <laughs> that you don't live in a real place, Seth. <laughs> okay, fair. Do you call bones bonds? <laughs> <laughs> is your no, home? No, I do say. Is tons. your home your Han? Wait, Ton. Oh no, I don't say Tons. <laughs> Look, <laughs> we say scones sometimes. Okay, it's just a thing. Okay. I'll accept it. If I want to sound fancy, I say scone. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you should stop doing that. <laughs> it's not working. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, goodbye. Spitfire said, Grand Duchess of Ruby Red Grapefruit. Yes, a fellow grapefruit fan. Ben Warman said, I would be the honorary ruler of Tangerine. My self-appointed rank being Sour Admiral. All of my suits would be painted orange, of course. Nice. Sour Admiral. <laughs> Amy said, I'm the Meluran Monarch. I rule my small domicile with both justice and mercy. Way to use an in-universe citrus fruit. Extra Ready. nerd points, Amy. I'm mad Danny stole exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Ian Miller said... Obviously, it would be Mantuine, and I would be the higher moth, or possibly the Lord Grand Kumquat. <laughs> Lord Grand Kumquat. If you know what I Good. mean. Glistening <laughs> Peck said, I'm not cut up, so I don't understand this question, but I'm going to say ruler of the glistening grapefruits because I don't want to be left out. <laughs> yes, Glistening Pex! grapefruits. Yay, picks. I love picks. <laughs> oh, Pex, we love you. Thanks for loving us still. You get a glistening grapefruit for excellent improvisational skills. When you finally get caught up to this episode in like three years. <laughs> you gotta love that glistening grapefruit. Um, I'm nominating Zero for glistening Bodhi. Yep, uh, it's I gonna go that. to his head. I hate it. Yes, it's I really agree. Good, but it has to happen. It's, it's really good. good. <laughs> and Mika. Yeah. yeah. I want to nominate Jay for a slightly smaller glistening Bodhi just because the Mandarin thing is smart as hell. Yeah. Typical Jay. <laughs> well done everyone well most of you wait no wait no never mind <laughs> cool um is this an okay question for next week yeah it's great great if you were to adopt a star wars species as a child which would you adopt and why do you, do you want to wait a week for this i need some time because i have to like yeah. actually figure out the situation yeah i want to come up with like a cute thing for it all right cool listeners hit us up on rogue Podron. At Twitter? No, I said that around the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up at Rogue Podron on Twitter with your answers to this week's listener question. Um, you can find us at our website, roguepodron.tumblr.com. Email us, roguepodron at gmail.com. And subscribe via the Rogue Podron feed on iTunes. Or, if you're feeling so inclined, the Far, Far Away Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeedBurner, or Google Play. And leave us... A nice rating, like five stars. Five stars are good. And a nice review as well, because we love reading them. And also eating the stars. Also eating the stars. <laughs> I assume that's what we're doing with our stars. It is what we do with them. Okay, like, good, because that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Okay. Next time, in two weeks. Two weeks. Sorry, listeners. Staff has to Sorry. go do some mysterious Kiwi thing. This is my bad. <laughs> but in two weeks, X-Wing, Ice Heart's Revenge, chapters 13 through 18. And with that, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. Pew pew. Pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> what was that? Was it something exploding, I guess? I guess. It almost sounded like something was like snacking on something. Also that. Like a <laughs> sound. <laughs> it's somebody eating up the citrus galaxy. Oh no. <laughs> it's worse than a Death Star. It is. Is it though? I don't know. I don't know. Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue Seven signing off. Rogue Three signing off. Great podcast. We did good. Something I've genuinely been wondering. (laughs) 
since yeah. watching the new trailer is whether or not I can do the the pork sound, but I'm always too scared to actually try it. Do it. Do it now. I've stopped recording. You can do it now. Okay, wait. I need to go listen to it really quickly. <laughs> I want to sound hey, like you guys, I try. haven't actually stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, I can hear you. <laughs> no, I was whispering to Heath and Meg. You couldn't oh, okay. hear that. <laughs> Yeah, come on. It's going to be so stupid. <laughs> okay, wait. I hate myself so much. Well, it was a really good dolphin impression. Yeah. It needs to, like, be a bit lower than that. I'm going to practice this. Uh, uh. No, that's not. That's too low. It's like... Whoa. That was pretty good. Wow. Pretty good. <laughs> well, if we ever get a pog, I guess I'll do the dramatic reading for them. Wow. Proud of you. Do you think oh, I can put that on my CV? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, Danny, you did get an award. Wait, was that Danny or Heath that talked? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I genuinely cannot tell. 